Hello there and welcome back to the Global Fly Fisher podcast. This is uh, Martin Jorgensen speaking and um, even though you might hear voices in the background and the sound of running water maybe even, uh, don't be fooled because it's not like I'm fishing. I'm actually just watching a DVD on my uh, on my TV. Um, doing this while I'm uh, packing my stuff and preparing for a trip this weekend. This is uh, Thursday and tomorrow afternoon, Friday afternoon, I'll be leaving for um, a three-day fishing trip. Um, and I thought I'd talk to you about preparations and um, getting your stuff out and things you could do uh, before going on, on shorter or longer trips uh, in order to be prepared for um, whatever you might bump into. So, um, and uh, I'm quite getting in the mood here watching a guy catching steelhead somewhere, probably in British Columbia somewhere, I don't know. Um, and um, getting on my ruts and my stuff and um, just getting prepared. So um, I'll uh, just listen to what I just said on the recorder, make sure that I have something on my, on my tape. And um, I'll be back and uh, talk to you about what I uh, what I walk around and do before going on a on a fishing trip. That sounded fine. Um, so I'll just continue. I just put the mic in my in my collar here as I usually do, and uh, probably that might have lowered the level a bit, but um, I'm sure you can hear me. <coughs> First job is to make coffee. And as you might hear from the noise, this is not your usual office coffee brewing machine. No, we're doing it the uh, Italian way. This is going to be a cappuccino. So you might hear all the noises of the um, of the machine here while I'm uh, I'm brewing a cup of coffee, or rather, it's a glass of coffee because for some reason, which I've never really understood, it seems like these lattes and cappuccinos, for some sort of strange uh, reason, have to be taken in glasses. So that's the um, that's the rule we have glasses in, in the house for, for coffee. So one strong espresso and some milk. And I'm probably going to cut out some of this before you get to listen to the podcast because it's, it's extremely noisy. But uh, well, let me take you through it anyway before we talk about preparing for a fishing trip. I'm sure this is uh, pretty noisy in um, in the background, but uh, anyways, um, what I do when I uh, when I start getting my stuff together for a trip is that um, 
in most cases I'm actually just checking that I already um, that the stuff that I already have packed is actually uh, in good condition and, and ready to go because uh, I get to go fishing fairly often and because of that I can um, I can actually uh, I can actually often just grab my bag or my box and uh, and go fishing so uh, it's not that um, it's not that big a job to just uh, check the inventory of uh, of the, the, the bags and um, and be ready okay that was the coffee let's um, let's just go back into the living room where my DVD just stopped so uh, if I want the ambience to be good I might put on another one but we'll see Good coffee. You can probably hear this sound because the mic is just in front of my of my neck here, so my throat. So um, you may be closer than you want to, but anyway, it's a really damn good cup of coffee, as they used to say in Twin Peaks. So. <clears throat> yep. I'll spare you the um, the gurgling sounds and talk about. And talk about preparing for a trip. As I said, <coughs> I go fishing fairly often, meaning that I have my, I have my most of my stuff ready. In most cases, I can actually pack um, within 10 minutes. I have the flies that I need. I have the rods that I need. I have my waders dried out, hanging in the bathroom. I have my wading boots um, all ready. Uh, dry and, and ready to go so um, I just need to get out the, the, the clothes that I need underneath my waders and uh, and I'll actually be set but I usually kind of ritually go through the preparations anyway and sometimes if I'm going for a longer period or if I'm going fishing somewhere else uh, compared to what I usually do I need to do something which is just beyond the um, the average that I uh, that I do most days. Since I'm going uh, fishing for three or at least two and a half days now with uh, with some good friends, uh, uh, I'm gonna bring some extra stuff. I'm gonna bring extra rods at least because I I have a couple of new rods that I want to try, uh, and I'm also gonna bring my fly tying stuff because uh, being uh, out fishing for more than uh, more than a day means uh, staying overnight and staying overnight means that you have evenings and evenings mean that you have time for tying flies so I'm definitely going to pack my fly tying stuff and for that I actually have a very neat little bag that my Czech friend Jan Schiemann gave me at one point at a fly tying show in uh, in New Jersey actually I'm getting that one down now it's a kind of a big leather pouch which uh, which is um, which is uh, stuffed with all my all my fly tying my hooks my materials and uh, or rather a very a very 
fractional part of my materials and my and my stuff because uh, it's about I don't know <clears throat> 20 centimeters by 30 or that's probably about like a foot on the long side and maybe 10 inches or 18 inches on the short side and even though it's quite fat and stuffed to the limit it's um, it's only able to contain a very small fraction of what I have so I usually just pack the things that I think I need and since I'm going fishing on the coast here that will be my usual saltwater hooks, my tying threads in natural colors, and uh, a few um, and a few saddles, primarily grizzly and um, and cree and stuff like that, natural colors, and maybe a red and an orange uh, hand patch or something like that, some marabou or some chickaboo rather, and. Uh, different yarns and flash and copper wire and what have you. Most of it is actually down there already and um, I'm going to just stuff in the rest as uh, as I, uh, I get it out. <coughs> and that uh, small bag is actually able to to contain my vice, my great, excellent, beautiful Lawrence Waldron vice, which um, apart from uh, its huge base and heavy base uh, easily fits into the bag. Um, it collapses and just I just put it in a small uh, fabric um, uh, bag inside the the, uh, the fly tying bag, and that's that's it. Need my tools, scissors, and just um, the odd bits. I don't need that much, but I just want to be able to sit down and tie a few flies. I might even take out my um, my list that I made uh, for spring preparation and. Uh, select a pattern or two and start tying those uh, in, in bunches because uh, uh, the less patterns I want to tie them the, the easier to get the material that I that I need to um, that I need to tie those so I'm not going to be all crazy about it and bring all kinds of strange uh, flashy materials I'll just uh, I'll just use what I am uh, what I uh, need for or bring what I need for a small number of uh, of flies. That would take care of the uh, of the fly tying, and that easily fits in in a in a bag with some clothes. I need some I need some um, fleece pants, some sweat transporting underwear, some liners liner socks, and some fleece socks, and that's basically what I need for uh, to wear under the waders. Apart from that, I need a couple of fleece jackets and my wading jacket and my waders. And I'm actually going <clears> to <throat> get those ready, the waders. I, as you know, I use breathable waders um, all year round. And even though this is only March and it's still quite cold and it's supposed to be fairly cold during the weekend, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear my neoprenes. No, sorry, not going to wear neoprenes, but wear breathable waders. Um, these I just took down from the from the hanger in the in the bathroom. I just usually rinse them since I fish the salt water. I usually rinse them when I get back home and uh, and uh, just hang them to dry. Now they're really nice and dry. 
And it's quite important that they are dry on the inside as well and as uh, on the outside because uh, there's nothing colder than uh, damp waders. If you put your feet into moist and damp waders, you're probably going to get um, get cold really fast. So I'll just get this out. Well, I'm going to probably grab a picture of this. This is one of the very brilliant things that I that I've done. I don't know. It's probably not my idea, but uh, and somebody must have done it before me. But anyhow, I um, once got my hands. I actually found on a, a beach a big plastic container, which is one of those types of containers that you can use in your home to store stuff. And um, you can put wheels under them to slip them under your bed or something like that. And you can put a lid on in order to store them in a, in a basement or something. But I uh, got my hands on one. And since then I've been actually been using that for, um, for all, my, um, all my fishing equipment, particularly the wet gear. Now, right now it's dry. I'm just going to grab the picture and you can see it. Right now all my stuff is dry, of course. It's been a while since I went fishing. But um, when I get back from fishing and want to stow the whole thing in my car, it's absolutely soaked and wet and dripping with salt water. And um, in that case, this plastic box is just brilliant for, uh, for storage. Um, and uh, I have actually seen my friends taking up the idea and starting uh, to use the same kind of box for their stuff. It's um, also nice from uh, the perspective that you uh, you get your stuff packed quite compactly, meaning that you can actually get most of the stuff into this um, into this box and. Uh, that means easily uh, easy storage in the car and when you get your stuff out of the car for instance when you're going to stay in a house like we are this weekend it's also very easy to um, to get the uh, get the stuff in there and uh, and just grab the back and uh, sorry grab the box and uh, just um, just take the whole thing so what i usually pack down there is uh, my um, my waders, wading boots, wading jacket. Uh, I have a small bag that I use for my reels. It fits in there as well. My wading jacket just went in there, um, which in many cases will also be soaked because I wade fairly deep. And maybe this weekend, because it's going to rain a lot, it's probably going to be soaked too. So, and uh, I also pack uh, my extra socks and and uh, liners and uh, underwear and whatever in a small plastic bag and just drop it in there as long as it's dry it's no problem and uh, altogether bottle of water whatever i need my thermos my stuff it goes in there all the um, all the stuff that i need to bring on the beach or on the bank when i go fishing i pack in a in a in a backpack i bought a couple of years ago I bought one of these crumbler bags which if you don't know them are Australian bags really nice quite a different 
design and different type of uh, of a uh, 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 backpack but uh, definitely very nice um, only problem is that even though they tell you that it's 100% waterproof for clothes and at least can take a real splash and and some rain that's not quite true I have been out in the rain with it a couple of times and it does seep through so um, the fact that I bring my camera and my stuff in there uh, I actually uh, always make sure that um, I, I pack the, um, the, uh, the, the the backpack under a branch or a tree or somewhere when it where it doesn't rain or splash on it so but it's a nice bag and I use it for my camera my lunch pack and my water my thermos whatever I need to to bring when I go fishing and uh, you can see that here it's a really great bag I can recommend those it's very comfortable it's quite um, spacey and it's certainly different go to the website and you'll see something else it's um, it's really uh, those people are a crazy bunch of people definitely which I like okay so uh, in preparation I usually uh, also get out that back make sure that my camera stuff my all my lenses are in there take out the cameras charge the batteries make sure that everything is ready I usually just uh, switch around some of the lenses in order to have what I need to go where I where I want to go it's not always that I bring my big telephoto lens it's not always that I bring my fisheye it's not always that I bring the whole thing so I just kind of take what I think I'm gonna need okay that takes care of waiters it takes care of most of my clothing and that takes care of the photo stuff and remaining is fishing gear the rods and as I said I'm gonna bring a few rods this uh, this uh, this weekend it's uh, I usually uh, bring the rods in a tube and um, I think that's quite important because um, rods in in socks uh, with no tubes around them are really prone to breakage uh, when you get them in and out of cars and what have you so I actually made my own rod tube just uh, half a year ago or something like that and I actually made two from drain pipe just ordinary plastic drain pipe that you um, use for your house and uh, that tube can actually take easily take three or or even four rods I'm probably gonna bring a few more than that and I'm considering buying a, a really a really fat rod tube but uh, I'm, I'm quite content with the one I, that I have and I might just bring the um, the rods in separate tubes which is quite bulky but uh, since I'm going in my own car and have plenty of space it's not a big deal <coughs> but on my most of my my trips ordinary one-day fishing trips I'm will usually bring two rods I'll bring the one that I intend to fish with and a spare just in case I have actually broken a rod not that uh, not that long ago by stepping on it on the beach and I definitely don't want to ruin a whole weekend of fishing because I stepped accidentally on a rod so um, 
tomorrow I'll probably be packing more like maybe five or six rods, mostly because I want to fool around a bit with them and also because if people want to see those rods, it's, um, it's always great fun to bring something else and see everybody's uh, gear. And I'm also going to prepare the reels. I have usually have three or four reels in my reel bag and each one of them is loaded with a different type of line this in, uh, in, in right now i have <coughs> a reel with a shooting head floating shooting head and a shooting line i'm actually trying a, a new shooting line um, which is a monofilament line uh, and i usually hate monofilament lines but this one actually seems to be able to work and on the two of the other reels I have uh, both of them are weight forward lines but kind of modified weight forward lines very very uh, thin shooting line or running line and um, much uh, like what I would use in a shooting head setup uh, one is floating and one is intermediate so um, and on the last one I have my old trusty uh, intermediate shooting head and HT braiding shooting line. So that's four, four lines on four reels. I could have separate spools for a single reel, but uh, it just happens to be so that I have a few reels and I want to I wanna bring those um, rather than one reel and several spools. I'm probably going to get one of the other reels loaded with the um, with the HT braided line in preparation for uh, for um, shooting head because uh, one of the lines that I that I'm testing is the intermediate one with the which is kind of a weight forward modified weight forward line is actually um, equipped with a sinking shooting or running line which is not very good for the fishing that i'm doing it's uh, it's also an error from the uh, manufacturer and they're going to bring out the line with the with the floating part as a as a running line but uh, right now it's sinking and uh, i don't want to fish that anymore it's a nice line really a great taper uh, really nice casting it's from a danish company called shiera and um, shiera hm HTM or HMT, I don't remember. HMT, I think it's called. Quite a great line, and really um, uh, something that I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to using when it's uh, when it's done in uh, with a floating running line. But uh, right now, it's it's not really good for what I need. So I'm gonna re-spool that reel with uh, my classical HT braided line and um, some shooting it. And I'm going to pack a few extra lines just in case <clears throat> that I want to change on the way. I rarely do that, but uh, well, you never know. Each line I will prepare with a leader. I, um, I used to use loop-to-loop -loop connections for all my stuff but uh, nowadays I just use loops between the shooting heads and the shooting lines and the rest is actually tied together with nail nuts and since all the leaders are tied on with nail nuts I usually just go through them and test them for 
knots and uh, abrasions and small dents and what have you and make sure that every leader is okay uh, cut off the worn down parts and tie on new ones these are just ordinary um, knotted leaders uh, I actually do have a couple of tapered monofilament leaders that I might want to try and uh, one of the shooting heads I might just tie on one of those um, the monofilament leaders uh, pre-tapered ones are quite nice and uh, actually I like fishing with those so it might be worth testing so all that I usually do in in good time before I before I go I um, I don't want to do stuff like that change lines and prepare leaders and stuff uh, on the beach if I can avoid it I can if I need to of course and setting up a, a reel with a complete um, shooting line shooting head and leader is not that big a deal I can do the, the nuts and the things um, without tools but I don't want to spend my time on the beach doing that I can do that at home watching a DVD on the television and uh, tying the nuts that I need to tie having the tools and having the all the cutters and scissors and glues and whatever you need to um, to do a proper job so I prepare and I might do that already this afternoon since I'm leaving tomorrow afternoon I I won't get any anything done tomorrow morning I'm gonna work so um, I'm gonna take care of uh, of the spooling and nodding and all that stuff uh, today when that is done and the reels are packed in their pouches and put into the reel bag I'm actually ready to go it's just like that and in most cases as I as I said in the beginning uh, I don't need to do that I um, I don't need all that preparation because uh, all my gear is packed and ready and uh, I just need to get it out sometimes actually I sit in the car and think whoa did I get the whole thing? Did I wasn't? Did I miss something? Because um, that was too easy. The packing was too easy. But um, having fished for like 20, 25 some years, I don't know. It's kind of a second nature to you to pack down, and your stuff is there. Your flies are in the in the pockets. Your clippers are where they need to be. The line is on the reel, and everything is ready. And um, I usually fish the same gear time after time after time, and I don't need that much preparation. So, uh, it is easy. It's, it shouldn't be that bad. And even packing down for a weekend trip is not a big deal. And uh, soon I'll be packing for the annual trip to Bornholm, which. I will certainly return to in one of these podcasts and for that I really need to pack everything it's not just like a few rods and a few lines and just some fly tying stuff but it's a whole week of fly fishing and fly tying and that is definitely gonna mean packing all the stuff that I can mash into my car and well that's about it that's uh what I want to cover regarding packing your gear before a trip and uh, I'm sure I'm going to return to you on uh, on uh, wild fishing here this weekend uh, the weather is going to be horrible it seems uh, not cold but rainy sign of spring actually which is nice but the temperatures are not going to be that high so it's not going to be basking in the sun or anything like that but on the other hand the house is about like 
100 feet from um, the uh, from the shoreline so uh, if it's too bad I uh, we can just go indoors and uh, I can unpack all those nice rods and all that great fly tying stuff that I brought and we can drink a glass of wine and a cup of coffee and enjoy ourselves so um, it'll it'll be okay anyway and sure going fishing for a weekend can't be that bad even though it might rain snow hail the wind might come and uh, with my luck we won't catch any fish anyway so um, well all for now this is Martin Jorgensen saying bye bye and um, see you uh, on the next podcast from uh, this weekend's fishing <laughs>